0: Back here, MC Christine, Yo, <laughs> <laughs> MC <No>, MC Christine
1: in 16. the house. <laughs> yes, the <guy laughs> give some noise, has uh, it? <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> We're here at Source Radio in London um, on our uh, lovely show about uh, Arabic music from Antalya Greater, to, uh, Greater Mediterranean uh, music. Exactly. <laughs> with Christina Hasboon, Yamen Migdad and our very special Hazem Jamjoum talking about... Sheikh Iman. Sheikh ah. sheikh. Yes. The sheikh. The big Sheikh, the biggest of them all born in uh, 1980 if I'm not mistaken. Sounds
1: right. Like um, yeah, based on the Wikipedia page, yes. Yes, exactly.
0: <laughs> uh, and many other pages, actually. Okay. Uh, in the Abu Numrus village in Giza, right? Was mm. it in Giza? Giza. Okay, and Hazem is a specialist. Am I?
2: Well, I'm just a big fan, actually. Uh,
1: but like, oh. as Enthusiast. everything you do, it's like you're a meta, meta, yeah, big, fan. A me- meta, meta fan. big fan. A big <laughs> meta big
0: fan. <laughs> so where do we start? Actually, we had a lot of trouble deciding which songs we would play. Yeah. how we would organize them.
2: So, the, I mean, one of the things with Sheikh Imam is, A, that he's not very well known, except by those who know him. It's mm-hmm. kind of... So you'll even go into shops and ask for Sheikh Imam, and they'll be like, go look at the religious priest <laughs> <laughs> Right? If you're looking for a sheikh, there's, that's yeah, where yeah, we yeah. keep our mawa'id. Uh, but then once you find out that there's this whole world of Sheikh Imam, uh, you find out that there's actually scores of songs and many versions sometimes for the same song, and we'll talk later about why that is. But just, I think it might make sense... Uh, uh, to start with um, yes it's a nice short song quite philosophical very much a, a short classic
0: okay yeah. let's hit it off then
3: is <laughs> a في بحر الغمام ومدت على الدنيا موج إذا الشمس غرقت في بحر الغمام ومدت على الدنيا موج ظلام ومات البصر في العيون والبصائر وغاب الطريق في الخطوط والدوائر. يا سائر يا داير يا بول مفيش لك دليل غير عيون الكلام إذا الشمس غيرت في بحر الغمام ومدت على الدنيا موج صلاح إذا الشمس غيرت في بحر الغمام ومدت على ات البصر في العيون والبصائر في الخطوط والدوائر ما لك دليل
1: الكلام
0: so that was The Shamsu Yawman yeah,
2: The Shamsu it? <laughs> So that's uh, <laughs> it's, a really, it's a really appropriate Yeah, yeah,
1: song. yeah it's on
2: yeah. Um, yeah. So he, he goes blind In the first three years Of his life uh, he's born in this no, little village. In the first year. Yeah, apparently. he starts to go blind in the first year. I think by the age of three, he's a kind of completely of blind. Okay. Yeah, because um, of trachoma, apparently. Trachoma, yeah. yeah.
0: And uh, apparently they just didn't know how to treat it back then.
2: Sure, back then, and also yeah. where you are, right? Exactly. out in rural Egypt, um, kind of uh, agricultural communities. And so, yeah, a lot of people are dying from disease. Actually, he has several siblings who died. Seven, before. yeah, seven. seven. seven yeah. So his mother He's the
1: eighth after seven deaths. Seven, Yeah, yeah exactly. So, so either between big... uh, miscarriages
2: and child yeah. deaths um, or infant deaths. So, it's a very high mortality rate. And he, yeah, so he goes blind. So, this song is really appropriate. This, I mean, many, many decades later, he sings this song. And essentially, the words are something like, if the sun sets and spreads a wave of darkness and sight dies and the eyes and the senses and the roots are lost, your only remaining guide will be the eyes of words. Yes. Allah,
0: so, Allah has yeah. yeah. them. Uh, so rapping and hip-hopping and, you're, hip-hopping?
1: Doing, yeah. uh, oh, and you're doing... This spoken word. Yeah. Spoken word, exactly. Translation, spoken word. <laughs> yeah, but it's, it's, it's profound songs. Uh, profound yeah, so and words, especially yeah. for someone
2: who uh, has lived through this kind of, cha- you know, the challenges of, uh, world, being, of being in this world, yeah. world yeah. and his world at the
1: time also without the ability to use his sight which gave him the basira which is the
0: sixth sense kind of a vision is the
1: yeah. third eye yeah. <laughs> no, no no it's, it's what's
2: basira in english yeah yeah i it's don't know tricky sure. to put it yeah so you have a lot of extremely brilliant blind Cultural figures. Uh, yes, because apparently and so the
0: main know. person who taught him to play the oud was blind as well. I can't remember. So his he's name. Encou-
2: Yeah, so he yeah. encounters many talented blind people along mm. his life, including um, Said Makawi, mm-hmm. another yes. like infamous yeah. uh, singer from the period. Mm. And in one story, Said Makawi even learned some of his oud skills from Sheikh Imam. Well. But generally, if you're in, if you're kind of in rural. Uh, Egypt mm. at the time and you're blind one of the only ways to make money is to memorize the Quran so you can then Recite, make a living yeah. of teaching it and reciting it yeah. Right, and so I think
0: that his father was a sheikh anyway
1: mm-hmm. he, he wanted wasn't. him to be a sheikh so, yeah but
2: there's also this thing of you you know sheikh is an int- sheikh just means old man in a way uh, but, <laughs> thank <right>? you <laughs> no, no but I just mean that the word gets used for many different yeah, things yeah. so <laughs> we think sheikh we think this is somebody who's a, mm. the equivalent of a priest they're mm. responsible for yes. a mosque mm. and a congregation mm. But in this case, actually, it's also that if you memorize the Quran and you mm. can prove that you've memorized it, this is a title that you gain. Mm. And so his name is Imam Isa. He becomes Sheikh Imam at the age of 12 or 13. Mm-hmm. Right. So he he does it. He memorizes. He goes to the kutab to and memorizes the Quran, proves that he's yeah. memorizes mm-hmm. it, gets the title of Sheikh. But he's extremely enamored by uh, listening to Quranic yes. recitation, mm. to yeah. the Mujahideen. Yeah. yeah which is his training as Mm. well. and You can hear it in his singing. Also, all the great Arabic singers have gone through some kind of tajweed training, regardless of their religious background. It's just something you need to do in many ways. I think we talked about it last time I was on the show, actually. The tajweed and church chants are essentially the repositories of maqam Mm. across the centuries. They really, you know, if all else gets lost, you know, the mujawideen have it. In the the
0: hands of God. Mm -hmm. Kind (laughs) of. Um, And and it's
2: also kind of interesting, right? Because the the (laughs) Tajweed, you don't train on maqam. So you don't know actually which maqam you're in. You don't know musically Mm. what it is necessarily that Mm. you're doing. You do have Mujawideen who go and get that training. Mm. Um, but it's sort of by feeling and intuition that mm. you tru- which is also what a master musician does mm-hmm. And so it, uh, yet another reason to think about why people with this kind of training end up being end up like being s- big so names So disproportionately in yeah, yeah. represented in the big names of music It, it was a, quite a strict environment So listening to sound, recorded sound, wasn't something that was really allowed Actually, Even if it was It was on. a bid'ah mm-hmm. Yeah Uh, And even though you have a lot of, even the people who are kind of against music of the big scholars over the last thousand years or so, Mm -hmm. um, in general, you have very few people who would say that listening to Tajweed would be something you know, listening to Quranic recitation, that's definitely not something that's haram. You know, that's yeah, not yeah. something that's forbidden. It depends on when, you know, sure. but at the beginning of yeah. the
1: radio, it was like all altogether it was considered it's the technology the itself. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. It's so the it's the technology camera. itself that's yeah. this kind of yeah.
2: innovation that's yeah. to be avoided. And so he gets kicked out. And he has, he he the plan mm. of sort of become a reciter or an instructor falls through the, the cracks. Yeah. And he becomes one of, you know, thousands of Egyptians moving from rural parts of
1: Egypt, the Delta, and along and the Nile. The story Nile. goes that his dad actually sacked him out of the... Threw him out of the house. He threw him out of the yeah. house. So, you
2: have, so th- this will be a recurring theme this evening. Yeah.
1: Is we have so many myths, stories about
2: yeah. Sheikh Imam, lore, yeah, and myths, uh, that it's almost not worth fig- trying to figure out which ones are real or not. What actually becomes kind of interesting is just the stories the themselves. stories, yeah, Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, And so, yeah, there's something kind of cataclysmic in his life that happens. And he can no longer remain in the village. Mm -hmm. And so he moves to Cairo, uh, where at
0: the age of 12 or 13,
2: a little bit after. Uh, Yeah. yeah. So he's he's quite young, quite young, definitely. Right. Mm -hmm. And so he he moves there and he's lucky enough to encounter a very important character called uh, Sheikh Darwish Mm al-Hariri. And Sheikh Darwish al-Hariri, in addition to be a very being a very important composer and musician in his own right, according to Sheikh Imam, had set up a floor of his, kind of a story of the house, like a space in his own house, where he took in kids with disabilities and trained them on how to use music in order to eke out a living in the street, in the main streets of Cairo. Okay. Wow. And so Sheikh Imam got his musical training. Of course, he comes in with all of this Tajweed background. In- so yeah. he has it, he has a natural gift, ability. To manipulate sound, he has that, you know, knows how to form the letters with his mouth, can do all kinds of things with his breathing. So he has all of the raw material, technical skills. Mm. exactly, And the
1: feeling out of this read, like he can can feel the word. Mm
2: -hmm, mm -hmm. Plus the vocabulary of the Quran. So it's really a major kind of skill set that he brings to this and gets training in uh, the kinds of music. And so he pays his way through living in, Ki- through life in Cairo mm-hmm. by making music. Weddings, uh, moulids, circumcision celebrations, yeah. these kind mm-hmm. of life cycle mm-hmm. celebrations. And also tries his hand at composing for because it's a pretty vibrant scene. Once you're in that scene, you know, you're also under the wing of Sheikh Darwish al-Hariri. Mm-hmm. You have contact, you have access and, to uh, musicians. So, so through al-Hariri
1: he used to use him in, the, is it true that he used to work with him, with Mkathum to prep her for the songs or... Yeah, so you yeah. get these stories. Uh, yeah, but okay. It's and not confirmed. It's a recurring story. No, okay. it's a very widely recurring story okay. that he.
2: Okay. I mean, there's this interesting phenomenon where after Umm Kulthum becomes the Umm Kulthum we think of as the kind of the diva of Arabic yeah. music. It's this really interesting phenomenon that other musicians' careers get reduced to like where they interacted with Um Kulthum, mm. which is not to kind of hate on Umkul Kulthum. She's yeah. incredible. But but it's just very interesting. Like when you read other musicians' yeah. stories. The highlight like, of yeah. their careers. Yeah. Is that when, when they met the first time they met, uh, yeah, or they wrote the a song for Umkulfim, yeah.
1: and it's like, no, but they also did all these other things, yeah. Right? So, at that point in time, what was he doing?
2: Well, what you can imagine is that other than like what you said, like yeah, weddings. So and this would be, and then he would remember Cairo is a big city, but it's also a small place in the sense uh, like any big it's city, a bubble, is, right? You like, have these bubbles, yeah. right? And so, he's in that music arts mm. scene. Of a very vibrant period of Egyptian history, also kind of these 30s, 40s, 50s that he's spending in Cairo. But he's not generating a lot of news, right? He's not famous. Very few people know him. Sheikh Darwish Hariri is famous. Mm. Uh, he's meeting famous people. He's meeting people like w- who will go on to become famous. But he himself is actually quite poor.
1: Mm. And actually. And he was still learning. At the time, did he didn't know how to play the oud yet. So this is, these are the this years. The years movement. where he was, yeah, he, was he was developing
0: s- and evolving. Yeah. Okay. And so and <laughs> in a
2: way, he's actually apprenticing, right? Yeah. So, in, yeah. a, in a way, a very similar kind of system yeah. where you have the master is bringing in the apprentices, putting them up, feeding them, and then they help the master with. The, their gigs etc etc and may as they get better might fill in and get gigs of their own but we don't have a full biography autobiography no. no. what we do have the story kind of picks up in 1961 yes and to tell that, that story we have to tell the story of ahmed fouad yes who's the poet who wrote the next song we're going to listen to cool and this was the first song when they met in the early 60s mm-hmm. um this was, and we'll tell that story when we come back. Um, okay. The, they, yeah, <laughs> they, they meet, and this is the first poem of Ahmed Nigm and it's a love song. It's a love mm-hmm. poem, uh, which is also special because, other than it being an incredibly beautiful song, like even. They would write hundreds of beautiful songs, but this still has this very special place. Yes, and I think
0: that this is something that's worth mentioning, Mm -hmm. that their music is actually, I'm not sure whether simple Mm -hmm. is the correct term to to describe it. However, it is mainly about the lyrics and how they work with the lyrics and the words, right? Yeah. Which is, I think... Why, maybe, for our listeners who don't understand Arabic, mm. this might be maybe an initiative to learn Arabic.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you're gonna get uh, an experience of the sound, and yes, and uh, we'll talk about this definitely more. But uh, keep in mind that other than maybe one or two songs we're playing tonight, there's no studio recordings, mm. this yeah. is yeah. stuff that's being recorded in people's living rooms. Yeah, yes. we'll talk about that. that we'll talk the about r- the yeah, recording, yeah, exactly. But
0: there's yeah. a lot of details to mm. come your
2: yeah. way. Yeah. Uh, I'm
1: excited, <laughs> yeah.
0: So, shall we look listen
1: yeah. to. So but uh, Hubak, e- even is, if the Shamsu was co- uh, written by Ahmad Nigm, right yeah, it was yeah. R- the, the, so the vast majority all of, of what the songs we're playing we more or less are, I think uh, yeah
2: all of what we're playing yeah. pretty much is Ahmad yeah. I mean I'd put some things I brought some things with me that aren't that aren't just in case but, uh, <laughs> but the Nigm ones uh, you know, since we're only choosing about 9 or 10 like they're gonna yeah. win yeah um, okay we, yeah. but he also minute. sang for like Fadwa, Tukhan, et cetera, et cetera, yeah.
0: So, yeah nice
3: أنا توب عن حبك أنا أنا لي أفضعدك أنا أنا توب عن حبك أنا أنا لي أفضعدك أنا ده أنا بس عبدك الله يجزي يشغلني معك وشغلني عليك انا بترجعك الله يجازيك يا شغلني وشغلني عليك وانغبت سنة انا برضو انا انغبت سنة انا برضو انا Okay,
0: those were beautiful words, Uh, almost about pure love that has um, disappeared from the (laughs) surface. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yes, platonic love. Yes. So, uh, Hazm, did you want to tell us a little bit about the lyrics? Yeah. I mean,
2: so it's in some ways quite a generic love song. I mean, the main theme is that, like, I cannot repent from loving you is basically the theme, right? And um, so Mm. not an unfamiliar one, but uh, you can maybe make out the kind of uh, feeling with which he sings. Uh, Also, it's in Maqam saba, this sort of beautifully morose uh, maqam. Um, but maybe you hear that when he kind of gets comes back to the refrain, there's a couple of other voices yeah. that come in there Chari. with him, and one of those is Akhlati, who's yeah. the poet behind Chari. this. And in many ways, um, like many Arab singers and poet, uh, uh, like many Arab singers, there's a kind of a partnership with. Uh, uh, with a poet, right? So we have the kind of Qadhim al-Sahir, <laughs> yeah, Mizar qabbani um, yeah. Khalifa, Mahmoud Darwish. In this era, m- things like, you know, Biram in Tunisia and Sayyid Darwish so sort of get associated, sound, yeah. but also uh, Ahmed Shauqi and Muhammad mm. al wahab Umm uh, um Kulthum definitely had her favorites for her poets and her um, com- composers. Com- but, uh, uh, but this is an interesting story. The, so you have Ahmed Nigm who is very much a troublemaker
0: He's very cheeky, apparently. Yeah.
2: yeah, so he's going around a uh, bit of a hedonist, a womanizer, uh, but also an activist and a troublemaker, mm-hmm. as in with like uh, different workers' unions and different kinds of agitation, fighting the police kinds of stories. Uh, one of the interesting things about this particular agitator-troublemaker so Luke, he would call himself a rascal. Mm. Um, one of the things with this rascal is that he was definitely following in the tragi- tradition of someone we just mentioned, bermat Tunisi, and other Egyptian poem- poets who would write in the dialect. Mm-hmm. So they would yeah. write this kind of irregular poetry that broke all the rules or, or wasn't really trying to be classical poetry. It was poetry of the people in the language that people speak. Um, and so Nigma's is writing in Egyptian... But not even just Egyptian, like some very intimate types of dialects, so yeah. very specifically Alexandrian or Sa'idi or. Right. And um, and it's something we remember from Sayyid Darwish as well, right? Yeah. that he would kind of bring in these different accents and, and all of the meanings that they can Because Bayram
1: was also a folk. Uh, yeah, he, he, he wasn't writing in Fusha. Yeah, he would sometimes, but sometimes, yeah, he wrote but, you know, a lot of in his that. stuff. Yeah. Exactly.
2: And actually, some of the songs, we're not playing any of them, I don't think, tonight. But if you ever hear, like, Yaskindiriyya, uh, which is this yes, classic yeah. epic yeah. song, yeah. he says that, uh, you know, as if I'm a word from the mind of Beram, as if uh, I'm uh, a lyric from uh, the heart of uh, Sayyid. Sayyid, exactly. Yeah. In a way, is, is pointing to their genealogy, right? Yeah. Of mm-hmm. You have Beram and Sayyid Darwish. Which is, and, 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 and they're the the children uh, of Yaskindiriyya, because
1: uh, they're both from Yaskindiriyya. Exactly. exactly. And he's singing about Yaskindiriyya, exactly. so it's just exactly. like... Uh, it all comes together. Yeah, the Holy Trinity. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Uh, And that song has a bunch of references to famous Alexandrians, right? Yeah, like even Abdullah nadim I think is referred to in that song. Mm -hmm. So Nigam is in and out of jail. And one time uh, while he's in jail, the story goes, he hears that some ministry, like the Ministry of Tourism or something, has issued a competition for poems. Mm -hmm. So he submits this thing and he... Serves the rest of his sentence in prison and he leaves I'm sorry, jail.
0: I will stop you very briefly. What do we know about Ahmed uh, Fouad-Nagim's for uh, education?
1: Uh, he's not educated. Not at all. No. Okay. He, uh, self, he taught his
2: PhD from the street.
1: PhD <laughs> yes. from the street. <laughs> yeah. school, from of the school of Life. School of Life. School yeah. of life yeah. cool.
2: um, so he, uh, uh, from the barricades even, yeah. Mm. But he, he comes out of jail only to discover basically that he has won the competition the mm-hmm. he goes to receive his prize from the do ministry. we know
1: what do we know the the poem he won for or
2: is no it and, a, and, I, and I don't even know if it was one poem or okay. more even. Right. but uh, but that would be do an we know the prize <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's probably quite meager yeah mm-hmm. but the, the real prize was that this is how he ends up meeting Sheikh Imam because mm-hmm. the person essentially administering the competition knows Sheikh Imam mm-hmm. and knows that Sheikh Imam is itching to compose for lyrics that are meaningful politically mm.
1: meaningful mm. but or even treat love in a meaningful way mm. so that song ah, so he was on the hunt it wasn't like yeah. a, he brought him to political consciousness I thought it was a coincidence that's an interesting coincidence. point mm. yeah so okay. uh,
2: oftentimes. oftentimes well Nijim kind of controls the narrative because A he's still alive Sheikh Imam dies earlier Nijim's much more kind of uh, when th- when satellite television becomes a thing Nijim kind of like really manages to use that medium very well so the f- mm. the only film that's been made of their life is a film that's from Nijim's, uh perspective mm. you mentioned it was, what was it called El Fagumi yeah, he was nicknamed by that yeah that was yeah. one of his nicknames oh, yeah, yeah he ends up going and meeting Sheikh Imam the the song we just listened to was what comes out of this but they also become roommates they become housemates they move into a very poor neighborhood in Cairo together Mm -hmm. called Hosh Adam Um, I think that's the larger neighborhood this is just kind of the alley most of the rest of this story kind of is based based out of Hosh Adam Hosh Adam. Adam because now for the rest of the 1960s they're writing songs in this very amateur way right they're writing songs almost for fun uh,
1: yeah, Sheikh it, Imam is still trying to get these gigs. It sounds like some of the recording sounds like a casual dandana, in and in a, you know, in a, in a living room. Yeah, that's like. exactly uh, what most, the exactly. vast majority. But they still had political when, meaning. No, definitely, definitely, yeah. yeah, exactly. So because Fuad uh, Ahmad is writing like politically mm, conscious yeah. words, but as you s- signal, it's not just uh, Sheikh Imam was looking for that, which is interesting because yeah. I thought for some weird reason I assumed mm. that he was just you know he wasn't as much politically aware and ahmad, f- ahmad f- would definitely that. have been more politically aware. Yeah.
2: uh the thing is is that what sheikh imam would have been looking for is just something meaningful something that's not just like just for fleeting Mainstream. consumption he yeah. wants something with a bit more staying yeah. power with a bit more also social resonance he's seeing the world change around him this is they're coming out of you know, 1961, this is the period where Egypt and Syria have formed a yeah. united yeah. country. Yeah. It's the kind of Gnostic yeah, yeah. peak, but also the feeling that Gnosticism maybe isn't really the be yeah. I think all. they
0: criticized him yeah. in yeah, his it. lyrics, right? Eventually, so, yeah.
2: yeah. So they, they don't go too hard. It's it's mostly they're singing songs, like beautiful songs, songs for Egypt, mm. so kind of patriotic songs, not praising the government, but praising the land mm. and its people, mm. the river, these kinds of things.
1: But that up until... Nexa, right?
2: That's up until 1967. Yeah. Mm-hmm. but I think before we get to 1967, it'll be worth listening to just another. Kind just of two
0: words, Kilmetin. Two words, yeah,
2: yeah. Two words <laughs> for Egypt. So on the theme yeah, of yeah. kind of like uh, these songs and and some really classic, beautiful.
1: Do you know? For do Egypt, Do you know what like year was Kilmetin? I don't. You're the one with all the. No, it doesn't say jackets. Doesn't say at all. That's the thing.
2: I, I wouldn't be. Yeah, I, I don't really want to guess them for it yeah. to be wrong. It's Let's say the, before sixty seven.
0: They
1: perform. I would I I think it's after, that's why I'm asking. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. it's
2: after because it's key perform it's a song that they perform a lot in the seventies. Okay. At their big concerts. I wouldn't mm-hmm. be surprised if maybe even Nijim
1: Because some so one of the narratives I ro- I I read was that after the Nexa they were really harsh and like, you know, they wrote songs like El Ghaba and Haha and, <laughs> and, yeah. and so s- we'll they were really critical, that. yeah. Uh, and then they started like glorifying Egypt. So lots of the uh, poetry that was written about Masriya Ummah and uh, yeah, yeah. was written after they mocked Before, the government, after the about phase. and then they mm. okay now it's time to be serious guys. Yeah, uh, which is, which yeah, is yeah. An, which makes As sense, the war anyway. comes up, yeah. yeah. So
2: we're we're skipping ahead to one of these later songs. Yeah, yeah. but it really kind of also fits this period. Yeah. So. Shall we? Yeah. That's
3: حبيبتي قلبي عاشق واسمعي لي بيكي الميتين كل عيني تعشق حلوه وانت يا في كل عيني يا انا 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 قلبي عاشق يمكن هم ما حد ضامن همشي امن شبه يمو الشعرينيلي والجبين شاء النهار والعيون بحرين اماني والخدود عسل الهدرار شبه شبه شبه, شبه gam الشعر lili wil gidin da النهار el nahar el nahar do re والعيون بحرين i النار شفت يمو الشعر ليلة والجبين شاء النهار النهار والعيون ضحرين اماني والقدود عسى شبه 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 يمو الشعر لليل والجبيل شقي الناس شبه يامو الشعر ليني والجبن شاء النهار والعيون بحر أماني والخدود عسل وينار شبه يامو الشعر with the of the Ril mahar, ah 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 بحر اماني والحدود عسل ونهار شبه يم الشعر ليلي والجبين شق النهار والعيون بحر اماني والحدود عسل وينار ويلا والي ابتسامتك يحقو أسرار المحار يالي سكن العصر يا علي امتاهينا للمزار Amin, yimshi, amin, had, damin, yimshi, amin, awami, amin, yimshi fiin. أصرك المسحور غلانه أغبى من دود الغيطان بعد مس الغصن الأخضر انحتو عضم العيدان أصرك المسحور غلانه أغبى من الغيطان بعد نص الغصن الأخضر إنحاتوا عظم العيدان واللي كلا الأرض خضر واللي خلا الضار أمان عاش بقول ملو بوف مات بخوف روح الغلبان مالش عنش العمر اللي كان كلمتين لمصر يبقوا 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 كل كلمتين حد ضامن يمشي آمين حد يضامن ya min awma min shi فمن عذابي قلت هالك باقي كلمة من حنينك صُنَّتَهَالِك في الضلوع من دنيا الظلمة ادي كلمة من عذابي انا انا قلت هالك باقي كلمة من علي سنتهالك في الضلوع من دنيا ظالمه هذه كلمه من عذابي قلتها لك بقى كلمه من حنيني سنتهالك في الضلوع من دنيا ظالمه كنت كايف المحوها اقتلوها في سكة ظلمة كنت كايف المحوها اقتلوها في سكة ظلمة شأ سائد والنور مسائل مسائل صح ظهريت الصبار يا سلمى طبعا ساسايد والنور النور 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 بسايد ظهريت الصبار يا سلمى يا ناسي بالشوق يا طير يا طاير قل لمصر في الصبح كلمة طول ما يبقى الرك بساير بالبصائر والعين طبعا يبقى يبقى ضام إمشي آمني إبقى ضام إمشي آمني آمن بعاف
1: <laughs> Allah
0: so the two words took him 10 minutes to say <laughs> <laughs>
2: so this uh, this recording we just heard actually was from one of the only if not the only real uh, concert trip that he made outside of the Arab world a uh, kind of Tunisian uh, director, f- director, film director film director yeah uh, arranged for him to come to Tunis, where he did some concerts that were really much beloved. There's a YouTube video out there of him singing to some of the labor unions in Tunisia, mm. and they go absolutely crazy. They storm the stage. Everybody feels like they're going to spontaneously combust. <laughs> and even just watching it on the video, you, you, can you feel, feel it, the same yeah. way. Yeah. Um, so they get more and more famous as the 60s progress, as more and more kind of uh, student activists and labor organizers and these kinds of people start to sort of head down to Hosh Adam, to listen to them to get educated in a way yeah Yeah. and they end up meeting each other and they're basically some people are bringing tape recorders and just taping some of the singing that's happening and so these tapes are being recorded and re-recorded and they're making their way around and so imam and nigm become kind of famous (laughs) but in this very subcultural underground underground way until the 1967 war happens. When the 1967 war happens and Egypt is defeated, Nijim and Imam, uh, I mean, they write one extremely beautiful song that it's a shame we're not playing. It's called uh, Abdul Wadud, which is written as a kind of letter to the front. So it's a man mm-hmm. from the village sending a letter to his son, Abdul Wadud, who's at the front, uh, just kind of. Telling him that everybody's okay and which of the family members have volunteered for different kinds of service and uh, telling him, you know, you you have to take revenge for your brother's blood, which is still wet in the ground. And it's sung in uh, Saidi in a Southern Egyptian uh, dialect. Mm. So it's, and this is something that they would do more and more of, is to kind of sing in different dialects. Again, kind of building on that say, the Darwish legacy in a lot of ways. But they also sing another song that's called Ba'arit Ha. And Ba'arit Ha Ha is about a cow whose guards have essentially fallen asleep at the job. And so it's kind of like the the thieves who want the cow will now come and, and, milk her and get and it. And
0: something happens to the milk <laughs> and Ha-ha. the cheese. And, and I love how they draw on on their village origins, mm-hmm. right? And on the nature and the animals, which is quite recurring in the yeah. works as well. Yeah. Yeah.
2: So this song raises a bit of a stir because it's quite critical, even though it's allegory and mm-hmm. the language is actually a little bit like very local dialect. The song itself is kind of clearly about the Egyptian leadership. It's about Nasser yeah. It's saying that Nasser fell asleep at the job, had shortcomings in his duties at the helm. Whatever good things we might say about Nasser, he didn't take criticism lightly. Mm -hmm. He wasn't a big fan of (laughs) opposition. And so he wanted these people put away. And the story goes that initially the the police people put in charge of the case just made up, fabricated a case kind of against them and tried to bring this thing to court. And the story goes that actually the the judge asks Sheikh Imam to perform the the offending song in the court. And so he sings the song in Mm -hmm. the court. And the entire court sings with him because it's a call and response mm. song, as we're going to find out in a moment. Um, and so the judge sort of lets him off lightly. Uh, but Nasser is still furious. Again, the story goes, has them put away under charges of dealing with Israel in hashish.
0: Exactly. Yes. And we, yeah. that's what I th- yeah, Yeah. yeah.
2: Uh, and so this one sticks. And so between 1967 and 1970, when Nasser dies, uh, they're in jail.
0: And I think that that's when they become apparently the first Arab musicians to be sentenced to. And I think they had a
2: death sentence. They had a kind of life sentence. yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, Arab musicians I've put in jail. I've,
1: I've heard it in, in his own words in an interview. He's talking about that story of how they tried to fabricate a uh, hashish uh, case against, case against them. him and like mm. trading and, and drugs and stuff. And he yeah. was like, the story goes on in, in his own words. He's saying that the lieutenant is telling him, no, so okay, okay, we give you a hundred thousand uh, just to quiet you. And to tell him if you're gonna start with a hundred thousand, so where are you gonna end? He tells him, Yeah, if you work with us, the, mm, the sky's, sky's the, the limit. Exactly. Yeah. And then he tells him, No, uh, this is not for me. This is not for. Me. This is mm-hmm. rashwa. This is like this is rivalry, bribery, bribe. and this yeah. is not for everybody. And he keeps on doing what he's doing. And
2: yeah. So let's listen to the song, and then we'll talk a bit about those three years of jail because they become very important. Naḥin <laughs> nawaha.
3: على بقرة حاح النطاح أنا كنت سمعك وبتقولوها قبل ما نطلع الحفلة في الوصلة الأولى in Maslava. من أهل الدار ناحي النواح والنواحة على بقرة حاها النطاحة ناحي النوح على بقرة حاها النطاحة والبقرة تحلب إنطار لكن مسلوق من أهل الدار والدار بصحاب وحداشر باب غير السرديد وبحور الديد وبيبان الدار وفين تنهر وبيبان الدار وفين تنهر وفيهم معلوم عملوها الروم ذاك الترباس هربوا الحراز دخلوا الخواجات شبطوا اللبنات دخلوا دخلوا الخواجات شبطوا اللبنات, دخلوا دخلوا الخواجات دخلوا اللبنات والبقر تنادي وتقول يا ولادي وتقول يا ولادي الشوم رايحين في النوم ولادي الشوم في النوم البقر في الأهر نصارد وقعت في البيت سألوا النا طب وقعت ليه وقعت في البيت والخوف يجليه من عدم الشوق وقعت بالجوع من ومن الراحه البقره صملا نطاعه وقعت بالجوع من, الراحة من لا على حاح وعلى بحر تحاحنا عينا على بحر تحاحلنا الطاحه لا عيت في النواح على بقر والبقر لكن مسلوب من أهل الدار والدار أصحاب واحد عشر باب غير السردين وجوهر الدين وبيبان الدار وفي النهار وبيوم معلوم عملوها الروم دقوا الترباس هربوا الحراس دخلوا الخواجات شفطوا اللبنات والبقرة تنادي وتقول يا ولادي يا ولادي الشوم الحين في النوم البارن نقارد في القهر نصارد واعد في البيل سألوا النواطير طب وقعت ليه وقعت من الخوف والخوف يجي من عالم الشوف واعد بالجو واعد على وعلى
1: yes
0: أبو سليم يويا <laughs> th- that's what th- Tell us about your
1: theory, Christina, please. <laughs> okay.
0: <laughs> so uh, as we were walking to the studio, we were recalling memories from our childhood. And there's this song that um, <clears throat> the, the kids in our Hara, which is like... Our small neighborhood in Bethlehem used to sing about uh, Abu Salim Yoya. I can't remember the lyrics exactly, but.
1: Sorry, that's
0: the Syrian version, okay?
1: And <laughs> the real version. <laughs> yes, exactly.
0: And we were thinking, oh, did they w- were they inspired by Sheikh Imam in their singing, or like, or is this actually a traditional or is Sheikh song? Sheikh Imam inspired by them? Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think? Okay, so we were in 1967, after 67, yeah. and we were approaching the three so years this, of prison. So the song we
2: just heard lands them in jail, mm. is effectively where we're at in the story. And they, um, but in jail, even though they're put in solitary confinement for much of the time, it doesn't stop them from writing music. So mm-hmm. uh, according to Nijim and Imam, um, Nijim would come up with poems and he'd memorize them. And the ones he forgot, he just considered worthless. That these weren't worth remembering, and then um, in his hour-long break, uh, or in Sheik Imam's hour-long break, they, they would one of them would knock on the cell door of the other, yeah. and so Imam would say, "You know, iddini, give it to me, give me the new one," and Nigm would make would recite the poem over and over and over again until Imam had it memorized, hmm. and then Imam would use his time in the cell to write a melody for it and so uh he would kind of compose a whole song
0: imagine in his head in
2: his head and and Mm -hmm. memorize that and then he'd teach it to nick and then there were times when they would be out of solitary and there would be others around Mm. so um the friend of mine actually who introduced me to sheikh imam uh his name is ahmad shukr and he told me a story about someone he'd met who was sheikh imam's cellmate in this period and who would carry Sheikh Imam up on his shoulders, Mm. and Sheikh Imam would grab the windows, the bars Mm. on the windows, and sing out into the courtyard of the prison. And so all the other prisoners would hear the singing, and night after night, they would have their own kind of full live concert from the window downstairs or upstairs or whatever. But then they would also start to remember the songs. so there's this very interesting phenomenon in the late 60s where they're in Signal Al'a, mm. so the citadel prison, mm, and that's where yeah. all the political prisoners are mm. being taken. They're actually kind of disconnected from the world because they're in prison, but they're actually really thorough, thoroughly connected to the political events, events? of the time. Mm. Yeah. Because all the people who are Political prisoners, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So mm. you have, for example, the massive student uprisings of 1968. And all of the leaders of that uprising end up in this prison. they're leftists, uh, yeah, because yeah. they're political organizers, yeah. they're ending up in this yeah. uh, in this prison. And so you, and m- most of them are leftists yeah. in this case with the student uh, revolt. So yeah. they write songs for the about the people that they meet. There's also the Black September yeah. group, not Black September Jordan 1970, mm. but like uh, there's this group that was called Black September okay. and that tried to kill the assassinate Jordanian prime minister. Mm. So they end up in the prison, and a song gets written for them. So you have these. Songs about the prison, but you also have songs about the student movement. So, uh, mm. it's a kind of classic song from the period that is also traveling out of the prison because now you have activists and prisoners who out. are now learning the mm. songs and they're moving out. So, some of these songs, even though Sheikh Imam and Nigam are both in prison, some of their songs are being sung in
1: the protests mm. out Whoa, in the streets yeah. because of the people who have moved out yeah. and, and, moved and the in songs the political movement. circles. So, yeah, and so. Lots of the people who are leaving prisons are going to lead demonstrations. Exactly, like and teaching the songs. Yeah.
2: And it's a similar th- kind of phenomenon with how the music moves in recorded formats. Because, which, like we described before, people are coming in to the sort of living room concerts, taping the songs, and then those tapes are themselves being copied. These tapes are now starting to move Circulate. from Egypt to Palestine mm. to Iraq to Tunis to Morocco sorry, sorry. to mm. Yemen, all over the Arab world and beyond. Right? and that's why when he goes to Tunis he already has a fan base when he goes to France he already has a fan
1: base
0: everyone knows about them yeah. Yeah. through
1: these cassettes again back to the small circle of political activists and yeah. you know people who are like because it's a tight circle in exactly. a way like within the Arab world so mm-hmm. Things get, people know much each much. other. Exactly. Things
2: move move around. Mm-hmm. People start to hear. Well, what is this, mm-hmm. right? And so we get to a point where when Arafat comes to visit Cairo in the seventies, he actually goes to Hosh Adam mm-hmm. and does one of these evenings, uh, and they kind of redo some of the songs and put Abu Ammar in the in mm-hmm. the lyrics, and interesting like this. So, so it's this kind of interesting thing. And then Nasser dies in 1970. And so, as in most Arab countries, when you have this kind of change of regime. The, the regime will issue a general amnesty. So most people will be allowed out of jail and then they'll be rounded back up again, of course, for <laughs> the most part. But, um, mm-hmm. but, uh, but that's purpose. how Nigm yeah. and Sheikh Imam... It's exactly, it's, it's yeah. good optics. Yeah. Um, uh, but that's when Sheikh Imam and Nigm uh, leave but the was, prison. Yeah. Yeah. And this starts a whole new phase. The Sadat era is the whole new phase. of, And most of the songs that we know and remember and love are actually from that kind mm-hmm. of Sadat period or from that period from prison from the 67 to 70 for the Sadat so period they're in; they're both in and out of prison like each of them is spending at least you know one year in one year out six months in five months out this kind of thing for their songs and they're very intentionally gloves are off so now it gets very humorous he takes pot shots even at you know um, they got the hang of it inside wives. outside you know mm. just yeah. Like. Yeah. but I just mean even the themes and the style uh, become much more uh, kind of comical In a way, it becomes satire. Exactly. It becomes satire. And it becomes satire that even um, is like taking shots at Sadat's wife, Mm -hmm. taking shots at Sadat's family, taking shots at Sadat's, you know, below the belt. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. It starts starts to go below the belt. Uh, And the music itself starts to reflect that. So, actually, we could do, we could, are, are, we're, we're going to do this over two episodes, I guess. Yes, we yeah, are. We owe so it to the to do to it, Shaykh, Shaykh, to do yeah. it, to do it properly. Okay. So, I think we should maybe just um, skip a song okay. and go to one of these comic songs. It's a great one to kind of end with, I think, Excellent. for today. El <inaudible> <inaudible> Lahma. Um, so, this is a song much, much, much beloved. And it almost really characterizes the the period. Because what they're taking is a kind of current affairs something people are talking about because it's in the news, mm-hmm. and then they're turning it into the broader, presenting it as the broader social issue that it is. Anyway. Mm-hmm. So they're out-newsing the news somehow. Okay. So with this one, you have a doctor, clearly very close to the regime, whatever, uh, kind of Malthusian approach. What was uh, the name? Uh, Dr. muhsin Dr. muhsin yeah. So this Dr. muhsin writes an article essentially saying, you know, um, Egyptians are should just eat fava beans. They should eat fool instead of eating meat. Uh, it's because like it's uh, it's Marie Antoinette. And it's yeah.
1: cheaper. It's like Marie Antoinette. Like yeah, they're it's they're like, let them eat cake, let them eat <laughs> yeah, food.
2: Yeah. So they take this song and they say, yeah, they basically kind of skewer the guy. Um, yeah. And, yeah. and
0: and they promote vegetarianism
2: <laughs> except they don't so this is the thing is that the yeah. doctor is saying be vegetarian yeah. it's actually kind of really applicable today yeah. right yeah, yeah, so yeah. like if you're going to be very very righteous about vegetarianism to people with low incomes you know and say oh I only eat organic I only mm-hmm. buy at Whole Foods whatever yeah. it is this is the song that comes in as a response which yeah. is you know, we're happy to die eating our oh, shitty meat. Yeah, yeah. You can go ahead and live a full life okay. with your organic fava beans. With your enlightened. With your enlightened fava yeah. beans. Yeah. So here it is. Mawal, el ful
3: صرح مصدر المسؤول إن الطب بيتقدم جدا والدكتور محسن بيقول عن موضوع الفول اللحم. صرح مصدر المسؤول إن الطب بيتقدم جدا والدكتور محسن بيقول إن الشعب المصري خصوصا من مصلحته يقر فول حيث الفول المصري عموما يجعل للبني آدم غول والبرودين الكامل. تاكل فخدة في روبي كيبه والدكتور محسن مسؤول يدك طاقه وام غنيبه تسمن جدا تبقى مهول لحم نباتي ولا في الحاتي تاكل قدره تعيش مسؤول ثم اضاف الدكتور محسن ان اللحمه دي سمها اكيد بتزود أوجاع المعدة وتعود على طول الإيد ما أضاف الدكتور محسن إن اللحمة دي سم أكيد بتزود أوجاع المعدة وتعود على طلد الإيد وتنيم بني آدم أكتر ويتفرقع منه المواعيد واللي بياكلوا اللحمة عموماً حيخشوا جهنم تأبيد يا دكتور محسن يا مزقلق يا مصدر يا غير مسؤول العالم والعالم محتاج محتاجين ما رايك انا بكوا في واحد مجنون بيقول احنا سيبونا نموت باللحمه وانتم تعيش تاكلوا الفول احنا سيبونا نموت باللحمه وانتم تعيشوا تاكلوا الفول ما رايك يا كابتن محسن مش بالذمه كلام معهم